And so it is now back to school season and all of America is gearing up for back to school. So what does that mean in 2023? Actually, I believe it's going to be the 23-24 school year. Uh, And pretty much the fourth school year with, well, COVID. As it now again rears its ugly head, another variant of the virus is uh, coming out. But how convenient, and not to sound conspiratorial, but convenient that during this summer, 2023 summer, we've had an outbreak or resurgence of um, COVID uh, sicknesses. And um, it, it just seems to be so conveniently in the news and pushed out there as we get close to going back to school, which for most um, districts have probably already started last week, uh, many starting this week. Um, as of, you know, the week of August 10th, um, August 18th, whatever. So what does that mean? Have we learned anything in America? It seems that again, it's in the media that, Hey, watch out, get vaccinated, look out for this, look out for that. And let's not discredit, um, some of this information. And also let's realize that while we thought COVID went away, it really never did. And the reason that's important is we don't want to become lax in how we handle COVID in general. Now, that being said, the newer variants are not nearly as deadly, if you want to call it that, or have much of a, as much of an impact on people's health as the original virus did, which is a good thing. But doctors are still advising to be very cautious, especially if you are someone who is out of shape. And let's just face it, you're overweight. Um, Your cardio is bad. You got asthma, whatever it is. And again, you know, pre-existing conditions that are out of your control as well. Let's say you have diabetes. Um, You're more susceptible to being hospitalized or getting severely ill from COVID. Let's circle back to the schools because what I want to get to is they're they're trying to say, make sure you're vaccinated, make sure you're getting your boosters, which is ridiculous as the vaccine has been proven to be, for the most part, very ineffective. While it has helped some, as a whole, it has not been effective. And even the manufacturers of, of these uh, vaccines, such as Pfizer, have admitted that even they were unsure of how effective the, vi- the um, vaccines that they were releasing were. And to this day, not really effective whatsoever. Now, has it helped some? Sure. But it seems like it's just a roll of the dice whether or not you get a shot that actually works or makes you even more sick or in worst case, kills you. So be very cautious on your decision when it comes to vaccinations. And I'm not anti-vax whatsoever, but 
I think after coming into our fourth year here, I'm hoping that the vaccine has been improved and actually is um, functional and, and works the way it's supposed to be as designed and actually doesn't add anything else to your, your, your health, uh, you know, to, that can be a detriment to your health. It, sh- it should help improve, help you get over, you know, the dangers of COVID, but for the most part, hadn't. So circling back to school, what we don't want to see again is the push of mass madness. And for the most part, the government um, and many districts have backed off of that as the mass mandates have really not shown to be in effective anyway and, and actually created more respiratory health issues as, as we've known, as we have, I mean, if we remember um, back to little kids who were getting respiratory um, health issues because of the mass mandates, the masks, you know, continuously on their face all day, can't breathe uh, properly. Uh, they're breathing their, their their own bacteria back in. You know, with the mask, people aren't washing the masks. I mean, a lot of a lot of what happened really came down to hygiene. And so, I want to stress also when going back into school and as it relates to COVID, let's use some well, what should be common sense. Wash your hands. Be clean. If you're in a room or walking in a room or see see someone who's just hacking and coughing all over the place, don't enter that room. Avoid it. And I'm going to go back to this, and I'm talking to you parents. If your kid is sick, if your child is sick, keep them home. I know you have to work, and it could be difficult, but having your child go to school sick is doing nothing but help to spread that current virus or disease to others. And the best way to combat or other viruses that are similar is to help stop the spread, something that we didn't do very well. Something we haven't done very well in the past, which is why we have cold seasons, flu seasons. We don't stay home. We think, oh, we'll just work through it. It's not a big deal. Well, that may not be a big deal to you as an individual. You know, you think I can still go to work or as a parent, you say, I'm going to still send my kid to school, but it's a big deal to those being exposed to the sickness that you or your child may have. So let's be courteous to others. Let's be courteous to the rest of America, to the rest of the world. Stay home, keep your child home, get proper medical advice, let them rest, and contact your doctor and get some treatment for whatever may be ailing you. Don't just keep exposing others to your sickness. That's always been a peeve of mine and something that, for whatever reason, most people ignore or refuse. And again, maybe you think you're fine and you can push through. But that doesn't mean the person next to you is able to overcome the same sickness the way you can. And why expose them to that risk? Let's just be a good human being and stay home. Don't expose others to a sickness that you may or may not have. You know, it literally could be just an allergy. But regardless, get through it on your own time, not on everyone else's time. Do not expose others to your issue. The other thing about going back to school, now that we kind of addressed a little bit of the COVID, just be smart about it. Make smart decisions. If you want to mask your child or if you want to wear a mask, I, I, I can't get in the way of that. That is your decision. But I don't think it's something that you should shame others for not doing. And definitely, we shouldn't be pushing to lock the country down and make everyone wear masks again. Because again, it has proven to be ineffective. If you feel safer doing so, fine good for you but don't push your belief 
on others when scientifically it has been proven to be ineffective. The virus still spread when people wore masks. People still contracted the virus when they wore masks. People spread the virus when they had the vaccine. And the big push of the vaccine was, you'll stop the spread, which is entirely proven to be bullshit. Still happened. Not to say that the vaccine did not help you get any more um, sick from COVID if you, if you had it, but it definitely didn't stop the spread. So just be smart. Think of others. Obviously, think of yourself. <laughs> of course, we all have to look out for our own health, but also think of others. And when it comes to your child, if your child is sick, do not send them to school to keep spreading whatever ailment they have to other kids, to teachers, to parents, to other educational workers at the sites. Just don't do it. One more thing to bring up about, well, a few more things to bring up about going back to school. It also seems that throughout the country, most districts are still having an issue with staffing. There's still a shortage on teachers, which is going to translate to even more kids in the class, which goes back to me saying, if you're sick, stay home. If your child's sick, stay home. If you're a teacher and you're sick, stay home. If you're an educational worker, whether it's a custodian or a maintenance operations worker, stay home. Let, let's not contribute to the continued spread of unknown, potentially deadly viruses or getting others sick who may not be able to overcome ailments that you may be able to. And I hope that in 2023, everyone, or the 23-24 school year coming up, that everyone has learned from the past, such as let's stop pushing the gender and uh, the transgender and, and, and gender affirmation agenda. Let's just leave that at home. Let's leave the classroom to education. And while, you know, self-discovery is a part of education, that has to do with your person, your family, your friends. I'm not sure that is something that needs to be taught in a classroom from an instructor given a state-approved curriculum to teach your child. That's not where this should be. So let's keep the classroom about teaching relevant things that you're going to need as you go, grow into an adult. Math, science, reading, writing, history. Let's keep it based on those things history. Let's not push your opinion or your particular way of life on others. Now, that doesn't mean to try to mold children into sterile, um, unaccepting people who aren't exposed to anything, but, you know, as far as, as, far as being exposed to, to, to those other others social norms or social what would you call them? Unnorms. <laughs> um, that really comes down to the family, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say, as far as families go, parents, caretakers, it's I'm gonna charge you with the responsibility of bringing your child up and educating them in those subjects that don't belong in the classroom, but absolutely have to be talked about and dealt with. And I will charge the caretakers and parents of these children 
to go ahead and talk about these subjects that seem taboo or hard to deal with. Of course, a child's mind at whatever age, for example, a two or three-year-old is not going to be able to comprehend and understand what you're talking about when it comes to gender. But at some point, you do want to talk to your child about it if it's something that they're always going to be exposed to in terms of a topic or conversation, especially among their peers. Absolutely have a conversation. Absolutely educate yourself. But let's keep public education, classroom education, let's keep that about basic education. I think that if we go back to that, we will have better students, we will have better test scores, America might actually come back to producing uh, contributing healthy-minded adults that can give back to society and help take society and this country in even grander directions than we've ever been. Let the family decide on how to tackle issues that are outside of those of basic educational institutions, things that shouldn't be in basic educational curriculum, to be honest. Let the family step up. Hold the families accountable. Hold their parents, their caretakers accountable for these things because they do need to talk about those. But these are social issues that don't belong in the classroom because it's not a part of basic educational curriculum. And you can argue with me all day, but the truth be told, it's not a part of basic educational curriculum. And being that most people do go to public schools and it's our tax dollars, I'm going to be damned if I'm just going to let that happen. That I'm going to sit back and let these children's minds be molded into mush and, and, and be molded into becoming basically a drone of the system. They should be given the tools to be able to use so that they then can make their own informed decisions based on the basic education that they're given. And encourage your children, parents, I'm talking to you, to be social with others of their same age group. Go out and play. Interact. Because that's where you're going to learn the other side of life that you're not going to learn at a desk. Let's get back to really caring about America's kids. Let's care about the minds of the children, the health of the children, and let's be a responsible. Let's be a responsible Americans and responsible parents and responsible teachers. And let's stop pushing your hangups onto a little kid who has zero idea what the fuck you're talking about anyway. They're not even going to be able to comprehend it. Let them be kids. Let them grow up. Let them interact and play with their peers. It's okay if they get dirt on their hands. It's okay. Just wash them. <laughs> Just wash it off. Dust off the jeans. Get up. Go back out there and run. But let's keep public education about actual education, basic education, about giving the kids the tools that they need to become amazing adults in the future. And let's stop keeping everyone from interacting with each other, from actually talking to each other. And when it comes down to being sick, again, sicknesses, COVID, let's manage this responsibly. If you're sick, stay home. Don't go to school. Don't go to work. You can take a day. It's okay. It's not going to hurt you that much. 
take the time to go see the doctor, let them know what's going on. Your doctor can assess by what you're telling them if you need to come in and, you know, um, get, be given medications or maybe put on some kind of a regimen. But regardless, let's all be smart and let's all be good to each other and let's think of everyone, not just our selfish selves. Okay, so now for our next topic. Let's talk about how deeply offended America has become about a song. Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town. Apparently, Jason Aldean is extremely racist. And I just don't get it. I gotta be honest. I heard the song, I watched the video, and then I went back and I read the lyrics. There are YouTubers, social media influencers, etc., trying to claim that the video and the, and the lyrics have a lot of racial undertones as well as, this is a new one for me, racial dog whistles. I don't understand that one. I forgot who the person was that said that, but I literally saw this on YouTube and I was laughing. Racial dog whistles. Seriously. So I guess what that person means is a dog whistle, for example is at a certain frequency, certain pitch that a human can't hear and just other dogs can hear because it's within their hearing range. So my question to you, YouTuber, influencer, how is it you were able to hear that racist dog whistle because I sure as hell didn't pick up on that. I didn't hear that whatsoever. So the question is, is this all being made up? Is it your own racism that you're trying to perpetuate and spread around? I feel as if the majority of people really thought that I'm talking about the real American majority thought that this was a racist song, an extremely horrible song. Why is it still top of the charts? I think it's still number one. And that tells me that maybe the majority is not really the majority, but nothing more than a bunch of shills for corporate media and for government interest trying to sway the minds of all those out there about what is acceptable. You're supposed to hate a song that seems to be nothing more than an ode to those people to live your life as a real American, to hold others accountable, to not let crime run rampant. Don't let people just walk up and, you know, carjack you or burn your store down or knock out an old lady. These are things that are unacceptable. It's about holding people accountable. That's why I got this song. Standing up for what is right, ethically and morally. There wasn't anything in that song that stated, I mean, anything about racism, about killing people of another race. There was even, there was even another YouTuber, might have been the same one, talking about how this is about sundown towns. Well... So just so you know where they're coming from, they're saying that according to um, this definition, um, ba -ba -ba, a sundown town is also known as a sunset town or a gray town or a sundowner town, which are all white municipalities or neighborhoods in the United States that practice a form of racial segregation by excluding non-whites via some combination of discriminatory local laws, intimidation, or violence. The term came into use because of signs that directed colored people to leave town by sundown. Well, that is definitely not a town that I would want to live in or anybody should live in. But to say that 
this song supports that or even praises that is ridiculous. All Jason Aldean is doing is talking about a small town. And to be quite honest, if you haven't been to a small town or live in a small town, most small towns are very, uh, well, very much about community, about taking care of each other, looking out for their own. And because they're smaller towns, they're able to react quicker to violence and crime and make sure that they take care of things before it gets out of hand or out of control. The fact that America is supposed to be offended by this song it really speaks to the fact that the, um, the, the, the ones in power don't want you to think for yourself or stand up for yourself. You're not supposed to um, not like crime. You're supposed to accept despicable, deplorable behavior. You're not supposed to want to live in a nice place. Those are the things that this song represents. Standing up for yourself, taking care of your own, and taking care of your town, your own backyard, the place you live in. So why is it that America is supposedly offended by that message? Why are we not supposed to want to be American? That's the question I have. I'm sorry, but I don't agree with the supposed majority and I say supposedly because well more like the alleged majority because they are not the majority it is the minority minority with big government and corporate media interests trying to keep us under their thumb and make sure that we think in a manner that is suitable for them so that they can keep us in control don't fall for it play the song loud crank it up Enjoy yourself. Listen to what he's saying. Jason Aldean, if anything, is in full support of America. Not racism. Not segregation. And not sundown towns. All right, everybody. That's the show. Don't forget to like, subscribe. And if you like what you're hearing, you can also hear me as a host well i'll say part-time host on the stretch goose podcast which is available everywhere just like you can find this podcast thanks for listening